Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... My left ear is a portal to hell. My left ear is a portal to hell? Yes. Let me just... I need you to run that by me one more time. (laughs) My left ear is a portal to hell. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly the... uh, Cool. That's exactly the reaction I had when I read it. (laughs) Cool. When I read uh, Ross underscore originals' suggestion (laughs) on Twitter. Thank you for that, Ross. Oh, what's your right ear? Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just an ear. It's just an ear, isn't it? Or... Who knows? Yeah. That's what we'll be pitching later on in the show. Could be aliens, who knows? It could be aliens. A portal to another dimension. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Uh, That is the beauty of the Life's a Pitch podcast. Another dimension. Another Mm. dimension. Another dimension. So as I said, thank you to Ross for that title. We're doing a very weird genre this week, aren't we, Matt? It is. It's one that I I can't say that I sanctioned or signed off on, but you know our patrons decided, and that's uh, that's what we ended up. I, with. I remember you came downstairs, yeah, and told me, "Do we want to do young adult dystopia or paranormal?" <laughs> and I looked at you and went, "Has there been a tie?" <laughs> and then you went, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Very resigned, you yeah, went, yeah. Yeah, there has been a tie. And I went, you know what happens when we have a tie, don't you, Matt? We cross the genres over. And then you looked at me and then said, well, I don't know what to post up. <laughs> I, di- I didn't. You didn't. And know I still to- don't. You still don't know what to post up. <laughs> so I ended up photoshopping Patrick Swayze from Ghosts. And some UFOs into a shot from the Hunger Games promotional content. Yes, you did. Because that is the best representation of what we have, which is to say paranormal young adult dystopias. Yes. (laughs) So, shall we get on with some honourable paranormal dystopian mentions? I think we could, yes. So this is the part of the show where we just go through a few more suggestions people have given us and just pitch what those movies would be. So from Holly Leonard, we've got... Dividing the Dead. Ooh, yeah. Now so, this is good stuff. Yeah, it sounds like an early 2000s BBC late night drama. A little bit, but I'm going to steal... About mortuary workers. <laughs> to see a bit like that. And like, no, got, got, need, got, got, need, yes, need, got, I was, need. I was, I was going, I wasn't going to go with that. I was going to go, they're playing poker and they're just dragging bodies on. Okay, I hate it. <laughs> Um, but what we what we're gonna do is we're gonna do that and then raise the concept about twelve tiers. Okay, okay. right. A world in which they found out that heaven exists and hell. Okay. Right? The, like, That's society the on part. yeah, society yeah. on Earth has found out that heaven and hell exist. Okay. And being humans, decided to try and circumvent the rules. <laughs> right. So they're all going to hell. <laughs> So what they what they do because because what they found is that there's no managing body or force or person. Yeah, it's just a series of rules. If you've been good, yeah. you accrue a certain quality to your soul mm. that eventually will go up to heaven. 
all good. And it's, there's this technology that can allow you to kind of like be scanned mm. and it'll show where you're going, right? Um, uh, like it's, it's kind of all Matt, at this point you're describing the good place. It's, it's no, but in, in the good place, they don't know on earth. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you can be scanned. It'll show where you're going. It'll show where your soul is yeah. in the future. Oh, this is very similar to a French film I really like called The Brand New Testament. Okay. In which God's daughter releases all the death dates. Nice. To everyone. And there's a there's a counter yeah. on people's phones. Yes, I've heard of that. And it's... Uh, oh, it's so good. Yeah, so this society, they found out how to find out, mm. right? The science has told them how, whether they're going to heaven or hell. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the people who are privileged now try to twist the rules, mm. okay? So what they start doing is instead of scanning people's um, souls, they start catching them. And, like, they, they start, like, because if when you die, you have all that substance that allows your soul to go to heaven, yeah. it'll buoy you like balloons. It'll, it'll oh, take God. your soul up with them. This is weirdly like... Uh... What is it? The Jim Henson thing. The Dark Crystal. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of. The, the series. Yeah, I suppose so. Where, yeah, where the they, essence they, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucking people's essence out so, to, to gain immortality. There And this is the reason... The reason that I thought this was, was um, like, appropriate yeah. was I like the idea of, like, this being in garish... Files in garish jewellery. Mm. Right? So they got these big gold necklaces that all have these, like, files of people's souls in them oh. that when they die it'll it'll sense that they've died and release yeah. them all so that they all go up together oh. um, and so like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love how realistic this is uh, as in like instead of instead of like the rich really greedy powerful people change, change trying their to ways, change their ways the yeah <laughs> <laughs> they realise that immortality is a thing. Yeah. If if they behave well, sort of give give back, yeah. uh, be a good person, <laughs> go to they'll go to heaven for the rest <laughs> like, of their lives. But it's but easier no, no, to I, steal people's souls. I want... <laughs> yeah, it's easier for them to steal people's souls than to be a good person. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so uh, what I don't know... Though, Tom, that I need your help for. convolutedness. <laughs> what I don't know is how to add the young adult aspect to it. Um... <laughs> I was going to go, right, what if Richie Rich was a bastard? <laughs> <laughs> what if Richie Rich, like, what if his parents died, gave him, gave them all his money, and he decided to start up a tech firm? <laughs> Putting things in space and and stuff. Well, this is the thing, though, right? Like allowing people to transfer money freely online. We could even do the Richie Rich. Thing. Well, imagine if Richie Rich was a bastard, Matt. Starting PayPal. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's PayPal? Uh, sorry, I mean PayPal. PayPal. It's the it's the market in which you trade souls. People. <laughs> That works. That's great. <laughs> it's just called pay PL because it, it's almost it's almost like the Pope <laughs> exactly, as well. It's, papal. Um, it's got a religious aspect to it. I like it. So um, uh, the son of the people who started PayPal. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, here's the thing: is it's almost pitched as an amicable 
and in inverted commas, mm. agreement, right? Mm. We put you in in poverty through the the, the, the trials of late stage capitalism, mm. right? You're in poverty. You've got no money. Mm. So as uh, upper class people with money, what we'll do is we will reserve your soul for money, right? You sell us X years of your loan of your soul. Yeah. And we will pay you now, right? So now you're going to be happy for your life. Yeah. But for X years after you die, we will have you in our necklace and then we'll release you. We'll, you'll still get to heaven, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Just after we're done with you. Yeah. Um, and so people are selling years of, of, of eternity, basically. And it seems like a really good idea mm-hmm. um, until at some point in this film, it's revealed that actually those people are being used up and extinguished rather than uh getting to go to heaven and and heaven's like a party for the for the rich now yeah um and so uh like i think basically this someone of some privilege i will say i think uh in this world is there's an aspect to youth that makes it unbranded makes it you you don't you don't go to heaven or hell so so i I think I, i quite like the idea of this being the established order for a while, yeah, like in like the Hunger Games, it's sort of been going on for like seventy something years sure. or whatever, and and there's this one community of metalheads, yeah, that are like we don't want to conform to your like uh, to your standards and um, and trade our souls in for for a happier life. We're going down. We're going down into We're hell. Going hell, yeah. We will, we will rock a massive jam for for the rest of eternity with Satan. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and this this Richie Rich character finds yeah. a way to sort of trick um, trick Jack Black's character. Yeah, the rocker into uh, into sort of selling his his community's souls. Okay. Um, I'm thinking he's he's got a him and his best mate. Ben Stiller have to have to sort of trek their way through the uh, through the city of of necklaces. So this is this is like a uh, this is like a bad person or a bad that he, he's doing a bad deed. Who? Uh, uh, the person who's tricking Black, Jack Black's character. Oh yeah, Richie Rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's the big. So Macaulay Culkin is yeah. a he's a teenager mm-hmm. who's been told by his parents. Yeah. And and shown how awful these people are, mm. and we've got to save them by. You know, having them like rent, let let us have their souls. Yeah. Right. Um, why would they want souls that go to hell? But why would they want? Hmm. Well, really, they're really good people. Because okay. You'll you'll find the people that like like remember that documentary Hell Satan. Yeah. When those people are actually quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> so well, some of them some of them were a bit like <laughs> actually dumb. We could even do a big short on this yeah. and basically say that rich people don't know. <laughs> rich we, people. we could sell bad souls as good souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could no, we we bundle them all in together in one big necklace. Nobody's checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's checking? God. God doesn't exist. It's just heaven. Yeah. It's just it's just an abstract concept of a paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's non-denominational. This is ex- this is exactly the script that happens in the film. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is um, we yeah cast Simon Pegg as a, as a fast talking nerd. It's just a nondescript concept of paradise. 
It doesn't really matter. It's a non-denominational concept of paradise. Yeah. It's not even really a god. Everyone thinks it's the Christian god. It's not really, really Christian god. God doesn't exist. Just heaven. Just the abstract <laughs> concept of paradise. Yeah. Of an eternal paradise. Exactly. After you die. So anyway... <laughs> I think um, I think during this right, Jack Black and and, and his team mm. have to teach Richie Rich that like that what that his family are doing is wrong. Yeah. Right. Um. They they're using people and actually expending all the goodness. Um. Uh. And and corrupting their souls. So all the bad deeds that his family are doing mm. are going into the souls around their neck. Um. So that their souls are free to go to heaven, whereas everyone else is sent to hell. Yeah, that's the that's the hegemony there. Mm. That's the system that they don't tell you how it works. Mm. Um, and so he uh, like, I think we have we end up in a system where like uh, they end up going to a club, right? Yeah. Which is called Limbo, and <laughs> um, it's because because young people, right? Before you're like eighteen, yeah, young people are free to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, because you're not judged before you're 18, and yeah. you, your soul doesn't take on that. That other father's just a, a an age. Yeah, like because <laughs> it's teen, it's young yeah, adulthood, yeah, yeah. it's Exa- adulthood, exactly. it's a metaphor. Exactly, it's exactly. a metaphor for adulthood. Um, yeah. and uh, there's an age when you start getting judged, and so everyone does whatever they want in limbo. It's a real uh, like hedonistic place. Um, uh, and it's also where there'll be this staging ground for the subculture to to rise up yeah. and eventually like uh, I think how does he eventually like stop the, the the bad guys or does he even I think I think he just conforms he just conforms he just conforms <laughs> <laughs> he's just like yeah there's no way around this yeah <laughs> it's it's an abstract concept of a of a euphoric heaven. It's, it's... <laughs> I maybe I tell you what maybe he um, takes the person who um, yes so his family are doing this brisk business in selling these necklaces of everyone wanting to go to heaven right yeah. and, and, and in doing so what they've done is they've created these necklaces that make everyone's soul look good yeah so that they can sell them yeah right that's when Macaulay Culkin gets Jack Black the most satanic, terrible man who's got like all like you know he's not doing bad deeds, but he's just yeah, sort yeah. of like and he and he brings him out and he's like this is like what you think is the worst person around. Mm. Let's put him through the scanner, right <laughs> on national TV. Yeah, yeah. He goes through the scanner and it's like this person is gonna enjoy himself in hell. Yeah, like he's just there doing a massive uh, guitar solo. Yeah, um, uh, and then like you know. Richie Rich's dad comes up and all, all blustered. He's like, "This can't be possibly happening! What the hell?" Yeah. And he goes through the scanner himself, and it turns out that he's going to be miserable in heaven. He's yeah. going to be he's going to be writing tax returns yeah. forever in heaven. And yeah. turns out the concept of abs- the abstract concept of paradise is in- inherently subjective. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a metaphor for the um, what's the, what's the word? It's the transience of material uh, wealth. Yeah, and and sort of um, organized religion. Yeah, as well, saying you, you only have to live your life one way. To yes, be, uh, yeah, to be good. yeah, to be happy or good yeah. or positive. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, I think we solved the world. Yes, uh, thank you, Holly Leonard, for dividing <laughs> dividing the dead. Yeah, and that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish. It was about those people. There's poker, poker, yeah. Poker in a mortuary. I mean, I feel like there's got to be that scene in it, right? Where they yeah. go, got, 
Got, got one like that. Got one. Don't want. Need. Don't need one like that. They're, they're plugging in these souls into yeah. their. Uh, into their they're putting them through got, the scanner, got. and they're going. They, in fact, it's these corpses on a rack. You know, like they've got pincers. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. like pinch them by the shoulders and like go on a, on a, on a like, like a almost uh, like a coat rack. Like the doors from uh, Monsters. Exactly Inc. like the doors from Monsters yeah, Inc. Yeah. And they're going move move along, move along. No, got one. That's rubbish. Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. Fishing champion, fuck off! Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, because they, you're going to get given their paradise, so I, you have I to like, build it yourself. I like that very high concept. It, it's it's got a kind of um, Christmas Carol vibe. To a little it as bit, well. a little yeah. bit, yeah. Almost. It's good, it's kind of like realistic spiritualism. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, from all the webs of stage, we've got the night the day went weird. Ooh. Man, that's a that's a that's a, that's a chicane of a, of a title, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've just <laughs> I've just got this uh, this image of of the day of it just during the day. Yeah, it's a fucking weird title. It is it's um, it is. but like the the day just these purple lines going <laughs> like across the sky. These purple lines. Okay. Are we talking a Truman Show situation where someone's in control of the the sky and someone's hacked into it? I don't know. I think it might just be a weird alien invasion kind of thing. Yeah, alien invasion, but not as we know it. Not okay. like uh, not like Independence Day. Or They're like just trying Mars to mess attacks. with us. No, no. I'm, I'm thinking it's it's like a uh, sort of um, Star Trek the motion picture kind of boring ass ribbon in space. <laughs> okay. So what's going? <laughs> I don't know. We I th- don't know. I think. I think. I. I think you've got it, but you don't know it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is an alien invasion where the aliens' only goal is to fuck with us like a troll on Twitter. <laughs> I, oh, I like that idea. Like humans would interpret it like um, a Lovecraftian horror, like, like a sign, like, or a, yeah, yeah, like the color out of space. That kind or, a, of thing. or a or an, a greater truth of the cosmos. Yeah, you know they yeah, yeah. they start making like scientists are looking at this this wiggle and looking lango uh, and 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 going maybe if we you know what maybe if we built a, a ship that looked like that we could get to hyper speed travel light hyper light travel right yeah, yeah. and then. Um, uh, and so what? let's build a ship that looks like a lot of purple lines going over there <laughs> going blah, 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 blah. and they're like yeah, there could be something in this uh, and like just it's not a scientist that's been paid now yeah but it's someone who says they're a scientist or has, has got aspirations to being in NASA but got like mm. turned away yeah and is able to get the ear of like the president or whatever um, and says oh yeah no I reckon I could make something like that it captures the world's imagination like, uh, like Doc Brown from Back to the Future in what way? He's a disgraced nuclear physicist. Okay, but Doc Brown's experiments work. Oh, yeah. The yeah, point here being that it's just someone who wants to be paid to be in that position without necessarily knowing how to do it. Yeah. In, in, a, in a kind of way that, like, Trump's advisors are. Yeah. Right? I, I really like this idea. Um, again, you mentioned it was like an internet troll kind of thing, this massive worldwide thing in which loads of people have different interpretations of it. Yeah. It's very much a reminder of that Rick and Morty episode uh, where the heads show up. Oh, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Where 
everyone thinks it's like a religious event mm. or like um like the end like just a ascribing greater significance to it yes yeah where in fact it's, it's just meaningless a, yeah it's nonsense a, it's a talent contest yeah <laughs> obviously it wouldn't be a talent contest with us it would just be meaningless nonsense <laughs> like like Tell you what I'm gonna do. Just, just met the person running the simulation of Universe Zero One. <laughs> just type. Like, I'll see what happens when I put the, <laughs> when I put in these the wiggly lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of the dancing baby in nineties. Uh, the in- internet giffery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that gif? Yeah, the dancing baby. <laughs> uh, there are so many things now that when you like when you look at animations, every now and again you'll see. That something is dancing with the exact same animation structure as the dancing baby. There's just something where it puts its head down and then raises its arms in a sort of like mm. uh, alternating way. And you can always recognize that as the dancing baby dance. Why are you going into depth about the dancing baby gif? Because <laughs> it's nonsense. It is nonsense. Because it's nonsense from like, the internet. Like this. And I think. Like people interpret it in a different ways. So like yeah. people sort of sort of start to worship the purple squiggly lines, and they all stand up in this church, going blah, 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 like yeah. waving their arms around, like trying, a like Kermit the Frog panicking, trying to emulate them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, uh, other people try to study them, and they go mad because it's just like where is where have these come from? Nothing in science explains trying to yeah. They're trying to find meaning in the meaningless. Yes. Um. Some people like you say build a. Uh, I think it should be like a a collection of short stories around what happens. The government, like... uh, I mean, you could even put this together a little like a, uh, you know, sort of a uh, a Life of Brian or something, right? Where, Mm. like, someone is walking through this... Someone generally unconnected, Mm. but happens to look like one of the faces (laughs) of these wiggly lines, right? It's just wiggly lines. That's... (laughs) That's what I'm getting. Just wiggly lines. Yeah, he's born with a birthmark on his face. Looks, oh yeah, yeah. And he, become, he becomes the yeah, messiah and for people this church. Are following him, following like, him around. I like that. Everywhere he goes, he tries to run away from the church. Well, what but I'm then saying... he comes across like NASA. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, you look like you got some. I know get what you're it. Doing. Yeah. I get it. Right. Because I was thinking it could just be like four or five different stories going yeah, on, and one can... of them would be the the guy with the purple wiggly birthmark that yeah. <laughs> that is accosted by this church. But we can link them together, kind link of almost Forrest Gump style or something, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of like anthologize someone's um, life. Yeah. Uh, but it's only over the course of these three weeks or whatever mm. uh, before the world before the world ends. I mean, I don't think the world <laughs> ends. I don't think that's the ending. I think it is. It pulls back, much like in Men in Black, where yeah. it's just a guy on a computer going, "I'll put in the purple wiggly lines today. See, uh, see what." Well, that's doing. it. He gets sent into space on this yeah. NASA ship. Yeah. Right. That they've made out of this wiggly material, this wiggly <laughs> purple material. They see him on it because they're sure. Yeah. That he's got some inherent, like factor. Yeah. That no one else does. He gets blasted out into space, and it's like, oh my goodness! And oh, oh! From from NASA's perspective, yeah, they're going. He's taking off. It's working. It's working. And then, kaboom! Explosion from yeah. NASA's perspective. Right, cut to black, and they're like, oh my god, it's what's happened? And and all the wiggly lines go mm. right from 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 the day. Yeah, they're all mort- mortified. 
people are clutching each other because obviously it's nationally te- internationally televised yeah. and everyone's clutching each other the warring factions of the wiggly line cults have stopped fighting yeah. as everyone mourns the loss of of, of Daniel Radcliffe the, the boy who <laughs> was born of course it's a, Daniel Radcliffe the boy with, who was born with a birthmark of, uh, wiggly, of wiggly lines, lines yeah. um, and uh, then Daniel Wiggly <laughs> Daniel Wiggly the, 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 the boy from the north of England <laughs> Daniel Wiggler. Daniel Wiggler. Uh, All right. Um, (laughs) No way, no how you're getting me up into space. His mum, yeah, his mum is... uh, Jerry Whitaker. Of course. Um, No way, no how you'll get into space. No son of mine's going into space. No way, no how. Um, Anyway, so he gets... I don't think think Jerry Whitaker has ever said that. (laughs) No, of course not. But I just love the idea. It's our our made-up catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, so... Fade to black. Right mm-hmm. over these people, miserable. Yeah. I'm thinking kind of Zack Snyder esque slow motion of people in yeah. pain and, and sorrow. The the image, yeah. The cut to Daniel Radcliffe sitting up in a from being unconscious in a white room. Mm. Behind him is the the is Earth, yeah, and the vacuum of space between him and Earth, yeah. He turns round, and there is I don't know, probably like who would who would be like a the person who's programmed this in. Oh, as in like <clears throat> I, I, th- I thought you meant like a like a metaphor for the program, no. in which I would have chosen Clippy. From Microsoft <laughs> Office. I'm thinking of just like the person who was just messing. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. he's like, hey. He's 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 on a big screen, <laughs> like it's 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 like a glass box that he you can see his apartment in. He's like, what? Where am I? I, th- I thought I should probably get you out of there. Uh, figured I'd put you in a pretty bad spot. <laughs> what like, is this? Like, well, I when I uploaded the Wiggly Lines program, I wasn't expecting them to go so crazy over uh, over you. I hadn't even thought. I didn't even realize you existed. But, but my family. Where are oh, I? Oh, uh, yeah, they're uh, simulation, just like you, really. What? 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 <laughs> Biological simulation. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? And he goes. Anyway, got a load of porn to watch. Turns the <laughs> enjoy, turns the program off. <laughs> enjoy yourself. And, yeah. and he's, there's, there's there and in the, in this white room now, you see the the, the blackness of space and the, and the Earth winks out of existence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a way that is is, is clear that it's halfway between a TV being turned off (laughs) and the universe being destroyed. (laughs) Well, we know what one of those is, so we can can kind of extrapolate. And um, it goes to white, and then, like, you can just hear, like, the sounds of porn... uh, going off. There's, there's like, a beanbag chair in this space now... (laughs) A bong, and like he's just Daniel Radcliffe's just expected to hang out for the rest of eternity. I love the ending of that. It's <laughs> it's great. That that's the plot twist. It was a Seth Rogen stoner comedy all along. We didn't we didn't get any of that until until the <laughs> just end. Just then. Oh god, it's very meeting John Malkovich, isn't it? Mm. 
Absolutely. Um, I guess we'd have to seed some like uh, yeah, visions of that happening, and you know, like make it a little bit more more prominent. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, second pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So those were all our honourable mentions. Thank you so much to everyone who's given us titles this week. There was a lot. There was a lot. There were. There was a ton oh, of suggestions. People really resonated with the paranormal young, young adult dystopia. Yeah, it is a mouthful. I think that might be why they resonated <laughs> with it. And also because it had a picture of Patrick Swayze yeah. and uh, and just the Hunger Games. Yeah, and some UFOs in the background as well. Um, I put a lot of work into that post. Yeah, you did. That, it wasn't uh, even a post. It was, just, post. it was just the suggestion. Yeah, just yeah. the get yeah. post. The title the suggestion post. post. But uh, yeah, I like, I like doing that. I like the challenge. <laughs> um, I think people really like the challenge. I think really people really like the challenge of us trying to pitch a fucking it's just a, a, a genre coffee. that doesn't exist. A genre that, doesn't that exist. has no thematic grounding. Yeah, it's it's a great jumping off point it for uh, for thought experiments like what we're doing here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we move on to our final major pitch from Ross underscore Originals. We've got my left ear is a portal to hell. Oh my goodness! Right, we're gonna make this a dystopia. We're gonna make we've got this we've got the paranormal button down. Yeah. But I kind of like the idea that um, it only it starts in a very mundane place. Mm. Someone is finishing their exams. They're a teenager. I don't know who you want to play. Get as a teenager. Um, oh. Who's a teenage Rupert Grint? Rupert Grint, yeah. teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Constant Rupert, teenager. Rupert Grint, professional teenager. <laughs> That's a great, great CV. <laughs> Rupert Grint, a professional teenager, is uh, doing his last exams before he leaves school, mm-hmm. right? And um, uh, he's like, you know, he's doing his finals, or whatever it is that, that that the Americans call it. We call them the A levels. Yeah. And um, he's he's about to start. He's studying for it, and he's in the he's in the library. Yeah. When suddenly there's just this. <laughs> no, he's in his ear and he's like, "Oh, that's horrible!" Yeah. Ugh, God, he closes hey! his eyes, and from from hey! <laughs> from his perspective, he closes his eyes. Yeah. And he then can see his uh, his hand come down in front of his eyes, and then you can hear, yeah. like in a, a kind of binaural sound way, mm. you can hear him putting his finger in his ear and wobbling it around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, he, and then, <laughs> and then he opens his eyes again, and everyone's like, kind of around him has shifted a little bit, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. He, he look around, and the the shot pulls out, and people have moved slightly away from him. Yeah. Right. Because God. because the sound wasn't just in his ear, like everyone else heard this really high <laughs> ringing, and 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 sort of had to, and then that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ground started shaking, <laughs> and when he opens his eyes, and it. Cuts from the audience, uh, from the audience reaction, from the uh, from the library's reaction to him. When it comes to him, the smoke coming off him. <laughs> I think we only see the smoke. You're right. A very much like an uh, an Ari Aster film. Yeah. The smoke is so subtle yeah. that you don't see it until he looks at footage of himself later. Yes. Or or just like we don't you don't notice it the first few times. Yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah, yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and and later on we'll do the same effect, but. 
more prominent so that mm. you are, you go back and you go, oh, it is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then do it again yeah. until it's just normal and you don't really notice it. <laughs> yes. So, um, like, the food in uh, the, the food, in the food Midsummer. And most of the backgrounds in Midsummer yeah. just wobble. Mm. And you don't really notice it unless you're looking for it. It's very strange. It's uh, incredible. Anyway, um, so he's... Have uh, we decided this is an Ari Aster film now, then, I guess? Maybe, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> I can see my left ear as a portal to hell written <laughs> on, a, on an Ari Aster film poster. Yeah, like. the, third, the third in the trilogy. <laughs> Hereditary, Hereditary Midsummer. <laughs> my left ear is a portal to hell. <laughs> Mr. Aster, if you're listening, we're big fans. <laughs> well, Tom is. Oh, yeah, I am. I think you're very good at your job. <laughs> Which is why I won't watch any of your stuff <laughs> again. Um, uh, <laughs> Not again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I think you've, you've seen Midsummer twice. Uh, no, no, once. No? Yeah. All right. Uh, I watched Midsummer once, and I've seen the back end of Hereditary. Ah. And I won't be seeing the front end. <laughs> You're not missing much. <laughs> Nothing happens. No. Um, so it's, it's just build up to the back end. <laughs> the but it's, it's very good build go. up. Yeah. But... Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, like he's 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 having this problem, and he and he like it happens again in his in his when he's sat in the exam, mm. and he ends up having to leave. He gets sent out even. Yeah. Like because someone that you got a device on him or something, he's got his calculator out there, like throwing his calculator in the bin yeah. and like um, assuming that it's, he's trying to sabotage it in some way but he's just got really bad tinnitus yeah. and he doesn't understand why everyone in the room at the same time is is also having tin, uh, having tinnitus at the same time um, or or sinitus <laughs> yeah so he goes to the doctor I think and the doctor's like <laughs> you think what we all think when we're watching this movie he's like is that a doctor <laughs> Or is he just some guy in a lab coat? And the doctor tells him he's fine, yeah. right? Like, there's, there's, it's, you know, his ears are a little inflamed, but that's because he's been rubbing it. Yeah. Um, like, there's nothing wrong with him at all. Yeah. There's um, no, there's no tinnitus there. No, no, no. How you, how you diagnose tinnitus? But there you are. Yeah. Doctor, either way, no, no, no real whistle. In the, in the aim of being uh, like an, uh, like an Ari Aster film. Yeah. Um, nobody believes him. Um, yeah, so nobody believes him. The he's doctor just, tells him he's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's just sort of wandering around. He goes about his daily day chores. Yeah, sort of daytime. His his parents they're sort of doing their work when he gets home. Yeah, and and he lives up in the attic. And the parents have high profile lawyer and surgeon jobs. Yeah, and. They are being kept up at night by mm. this by this ringing, ringing, right? And they they're about to tell him to leave because like because they think he's pranking them or think he's messing around because because mm. he's got kicked out of school, yeah. right? His life's falling apart basically. And then what he does is he arranges in order to prove this. Mm. And I guess he's got like some friends who maybe like semi believe him, but like it, it, he's drifting away from them. And to prove to one of them that he's not. He didn't try and mess up his uh, his friend's only chance with the girl he likes, mm. right? To prove to him, he says, watch this, right? And he's like, I'm going to do something really, really anxiety-inducing, something that could, uh, that has to go really well, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to walk along 
this tightrope. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to walk along this. I'm going to walk along this electric power line. <laughs> so he's about to take his first step. Yeah. Right. And then he spins around and his mate's there with a big uh, like camera oh towards God. his ear. Right. Because that's that was the plan yeah, that he'd yeah. given to them. Right. And, and there is like a face <laughs> pulling out of his ear. It's Willem Dafoe. It's Willem Dafoe going, like going, 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 out of his ear. <laughs> going, just squealing as he tries to pull himself out. He falls off the power line <laughs> yeah. into some bushes, like yeah. breaks his breaks his arm. He <laughs> uh, breaks his back. Yeah. So he's like sort of in a in a full body cast yeah. for the rest of the movie almost. And um, so so uh, wakes up. Right yeah. in in he, he is he's in a full body cast can't do anything about it. Mm. His dad comes to him and says, uh, "I'm going to say his dad is not a um, lawyer or something. He's a, he's a writer. Yeah, right. Uh, knows the arts and stuff like that. Right. Mm. Um, fairly famous sort of like let's call it a fiction writer. Yeah. And uh, he's like, son, is this why you missed your your your, your exam? Is this why you've been acting out?" Mm. This is amazing. <laughs> this is is wonderful art, son. How did you learn to do this? And he's looking at the footage on the camera yeah. as if it was a film that they were making, like, t- to try and, like, a- as art. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to have a word with some of my publishing friends yeah. to see if I can get... Can, can, uh, uh, get you on the fast track to, to, to going to Hollywood. I think... Um, as he gets left alone, yeah. right, he can hear, or even like as his dad starts to- keeps talking, yeah. he can hear, "Hey there, Rupert." <laughs> you know that uh, sound, and and I think we'll we'll see this earlier as well. Yeah. But basically, people start like giving up on on like studying when mm. they hear that noise or like people flip tables or like do bad stuff well this is the thing like after he hears that voice he just goes hey hey there Rupert it's me the devil you know from hell from hell from the books you heard about it you might have heard about me yeah I'm the devil I'm sorry I'll, I'll do that one again I'm just going to take another take there yeah I'm the devil I'm the devil from hell I got horns I got horns I got big demon eyes and I got wings I don't think Willem Dafoe is the right choice for no? this no no I think Harvey Firestein is nah no no nah, this is I think this is He's, a Dafoe it, yeah. this is a Dafoe cause he cause like, I, I really want him to go Rupert it's me the devil <laughs> Harvey Firestein oh is gonna is gonna play. Oh God! Is gonna is gonna play. Can Harvey Seinstein can easily play one of the one of the um. One he's of the, the right. He's his right dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Rupert, this is fantastic. Oh, this is good. This is. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and. This and, is gonna get to Hollywood. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, Rupert. Rupert, we're gonna go and we're gonna go get you the best agent there ever there ever was in Hollywood. We we can we can make we can make a big deal we out can of this. this this film putting on the big screen and then and then goes to Willem Dafoe as Satan. He says, "Rupert, <laughs> you know that if they play that in a cinema, it's gonna send them crazy." 
my face drives the mortal man to kill themselves. You don't want that. I don't want that. I do want that. A little bit. A little bit, but... It tempts me. It's it's small fry. Small fry. I want more. I want more. You don't want that right now. And I think the only way we're getting out of here is uh, is if I help you. If I, if I help you to distract your dad while you destroy that tape. We can we can make so we can do so much better, Rupert. We can we can take over the world. We do you want to do you want to be my little prince, Rupert? <laughs> do you want to be do you want to be Satan's little prince? We can work together on this film. Yeah. And it'll be better than you ever knew. It'll be it'll be better than Hereditary and Midsummer combined. <laughs> <laughs> He says that Ari- um, he says that Ariasta prick is <laughs> he's going to jail after what we do. <laughs> he's looking into the camera at this point. He's looking into the camera because his because his body right. And I want you to picture this, listeners. His Willem Dafoe's face red and horned <laughs> yeah. has stretched out of Rupert Grint's ear. We're, we're watching from Rupert Grint's eyes. Well, no, because because he's got a body cast over he has, his head yeah so so but it's it's like almost liquid right? okay right. so his his face is stretched out from yeah. the periphery and is rounded <laughs> like and the to thing peer, from the abyss yeah to peer into rupert grint's <laughs> eyes and he says we're gonna go far rupert <laughs> that airy ass the prick's going to jail come on Let's get out of here. Don't know um, why. I don't know how you'd make a film so good that Ariasta went to jail, but... <laughs> oh, but no, no, no. But what he's, what he's about devil. to do... <laughs> what he's about to do is because Ariasta walks past the, the ward he's on. Yeah. Right. Uh, the ward he's on with... Uh, he's like lighting up a cigarette or something. And it's the first uh, sort of Martin Scorsese-esque um, uh, feature. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> and then... Uh, Defoe goes, let's get out of here. And then Rupert's like, I don't know how. I'm on a full body cast. He's like, we can do something about that. And then cut to this hospital on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Rupert Grint, naked, burnt (laughs) to to a crisp on the outside, is sort of hobbling out of of the... Like the Joker from The Dark Knight. He's sort of hobbling out of it. Ariaster, because he was soaking up inside... (laughs) <laughs> he's arrested. He's arrested because they thought he'd burnt the hospital down. <laughs> you see, Rupert, everything I said has come true. You and and you, you when I say me. you will be my little prince, that will also come true. But first, we gotta make this movie that will be as scary as Hereditary and Midsummer combined. You can trust me, Rupert. I'm your man. Now let's go get a milkshake. And I want a milkshake. I want a. I like. I love strawberry milkshakes. <laughs> and uh, and he walks into the nearest sort of roadside diner. Yeah. Sort of naked. Yeah. Burn. Naked burn. All, all all features of his body. He's like he might as well be wearing a bodysuit. Yeah, yeah. Because every feature of him is 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 like basically burn. Yeah, yeah. It's, and uh, and still still bits of body cast still on him a little bit, but smouldering. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he sits down. Uh, Everyone's looking at him. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, and, uh, and and Willem Dafoe comes out of his ear a little bit. He turns <laughs> his ear to the to the guy behind the counter and, goes, and Willem Dafoe goes, "Can I get a strawberry milkshake, please?" 
I think I, no, I don't even and think then, it's that. I think it's that Willem Dafoe, like we we think that Willem Dafoe is gonna do that, yeah, right. And then we, it's like you get the tension strings coming up as if he's about to pull out again, yeah, yeah, right. And then Rupert Grint turns to the diner guy, yeah, alone in the booth, even though we thought that it was gonna be two of them, right. <laughs> He's alone in the booth, and uh, you just hear, coming out of Rupert Grint's mouth, Willem Dafoe's voice saying, Can I get a strawberry milkshake, please? <laughs> and then and then just tension and silence as the guy gets him a milkshake. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? Delicious. <laughs> like, his, his lips extend out like a straw. <laughs> He's just like a Rick and Morty character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, that was delicious. Thank you very much. I don't have any cash on me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider it paid by the fact I didn't burn down your diner. I'm going <laughs> to... I don't have any cash on me. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to ten. <laughs> and if you're not all out of here... <laughs> This place is going up. <laughs> like us, right, Rupert? We're going up. We're going up in Hollywood. Right We're going to gonna the turn top. the whole world mad. <laughs> your your business is going to go up, and everyone will think it's your fault. <laughs> but it'll all be me. David Duchovny, who's running this diner. <laughs> David Duchovny, he doesn't have any speaking role in this no film. he just he just shakily He's, puts a, yeah, yeah. a milkshake on the table yeah shaky hand man <laughs> actor david duchovny yeah um so what happens now <laughs> i think i think so i i think like the um <laughs> it's, he's gonna get all the way to hollywood right they're yeah. gonna he's gonna walk all the way to hollywood <laughs> wherein weirdly enough mm. His dad's waiting for him with an Asian. And- I got you an agent, <laughs> Rupert. Ru- he's like he's driving by. Like <laughs> Rupert Grint is walking down Hollywood Boulevard, naked, still burnt to a crisp. His dad is in a convertible at the side, driving, trying to keep desperately onto the road, like sort of wobbling into, into oncoming traffic and stuff. Like Rupert, Rupert, I got you an agent. I got you an agent. Come on. Well, don't, don't get in the car because you're all burnt to a crisp. But now, now, if you just follow me, we can go to his. We can go to his office. We can talk about movie deals. Everything. Everything you. Everything you want, Rupert. We'll get. Willem Dafoe comes. That's good. Thanks, Dad. And he's like, Rupert, your voice has changed. Like, I know. This is my artist voice. <laughs> this is the voice. And he looks at his dad with a scary eye. Mm. Rupert Grint doing a really scary look. And he, he looks at his dad and he goes, This is the voice of an artist, dad. <laughs> like you always wanted me to have. Oh, my little prince. <laughs> your, he's getting called prince. By your people. little prince. <laughs> So, so he gets to Hollywood. <laughs> this is genuine. This might be the peak of weirdness. <laughs> Possibly. I think it's because it's so vivid in my yeah, mind, yeah, yeah, the yeah. images. We're, do- we're doing, we're not we're stopping at nothing to make <laughs> this uncomfortable. 
Yeah, yeah, I understand. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to be listening to this while I was eating. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> especially or on the bus, drinking or a milkshake. <laughs> so yeah. So what? Like, what happens though? Like, he gets to, he gets to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna have to resist going into another scene immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just acting out the whole film. This yeah. is like a feature-length episode of the Lights of Podcast in which we act out an entire movie. Um, so what happens when he eventually gets to the... So I... Personally, I think that um, what's going to happen is Rupert Grint is going to uh, put a stop to it, mm. right? He's, or he's going to try to put a stop to it by burning himself alive in the in the in the real room mm. right so they, they get into the midst of making this production right yeah he's uh willem dafoe we via... don't know what the film's about it's no. just it's just a collection of weird Absol- shit well, it doesn't matter right yeah. like all we all we see is because it's behind the scenes right all we see are props going past people in costume that sort of thing right yeah so like you know we're seeing uh costume from like the the uh 18th century yeah. and then also like a robot L- L- logan's run um, yeah. The Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love a good dystopia, young adult? <laughs> and Rupert Grint's like, yes, yes, I do. Because <laughs> he's got he's got Willem Dafoe's voice now as well. Yeah. Um. And uh, I think basically, like, they get to they've got this film. Mm. They're in the can at least, in, and they're going to be doing editing. And Rupert Grint locks the door and sets the whole lot of it on fire. Oh god! Uh, and tries to kill himself. Yeah. Right. And um, uh, by, you know, uh, burning himself with the film, because mm. that's the only way to stop Willem Dafoe. Yeah. But the process only like he somehow miraculously survives. Yeah. Because he's got he's got satanic powers. Exactly, and he um it's a massive deal because it's seen as the greatest loss in cinema history Mm. that this film uh that this film won't ever be seen and so he's elevated to a to a position of of having never produced a film he's elevated to a position of like kurt cobain what we missed Mm. Uh, excellence and so that like nothing whatever he makes for the rest of his life be it an ice cream uh, a uh, be it like a be it a carving Mm. a a bench you know he could turn to be a chef whatever it is Mm. everyone's gonna buy it immediately and so so Satan has him over a barrel it's it's the power it's it's a metaphor for the power of star power yeah as in like (laughs) I don't think Tom Cruise has made a good film for the last 20 years no um i don't think he's ever made a i mean rain man's all right but, but like our ongoing narrative about him yeah. as a person yeah I, um what's his name jai courtney who was in he was in uh terminator genesis yeah and um it's it's basically he was in uh, suicide squad as well yeah and he's terrible in both those terrible movies yeah and you're just like how does he keep getting work He's got no talent. It's kind of like, yeah, like like John Cena, right? Yeah. Like, our perception of the, the story of John Cena mm. is better than John Cena is in his films. The thing is, though, John Cena mm. worked his way up in the wrestling world, so he's already got a name for himself. Jai Courtney, no fucking clue where he came from. Just turned up. Yeah, just turned up. Um, and he's, uh, he's, he's just like, <laughs> there's, there's no merit to it at all. It's the same with quite a few actors. It's basically any actor who you're like, how do they keep getting work? Yeah. 
This is, that is exactly what this is. Oh, what's his name from, from Valerian? Oh, um, Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. How does yeah, he? Yeah. yeah, what's going on there? He's got Will and Defoe in his ear. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. only answer. No, no, that's exactly what I think now. <laughs> Look at Dane DeHaan. And tell and he, me there's not Satan. Will and Defoe is Satan in his ear, isn't yeah. there? Hey, Dane, it's me, Satan. You know, from hell. <laughs> from hell. <laughs> We're going to put you in a movie. It's called uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets or some shit like that. You ever heard of me, kid? <laughs> Satan from hell? <laughs> You know, you know what else? You know, you know who else is gonna be in this movie? Cara Delevingne, but she's gonna have long hair, <laughs> so she's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Does she have long hair in that? Yeah, she's got long hair in that. Oh, right. It's my whole theory of give Cara Delevingne short hair. She's actually got, she's actually pretty good, but with long hair. <laughs> She's like the reverse Samson. <laughs> um, so that was it. That was uh, my left ear. <laughs> that's how it ends. And then, uh, yeah, that's the end. That's the end of uh, my left. My left ear is a portal to hell. <laughs> it's a portal to hell, and yeah. that's exactly what happens in the movie. We may have to put a content warning at the beginning of this. Uh... It's a little bit squeamish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for no real reason. <laughs> no. No. I guess if you you're scared of burns. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just us doing a very very intense voice <laughs> yeah reverse ASMR yeah <laughs> thank you Ross Originals for that <laughs> amazing title I'm already in my head picturing the poster I'm going to make for that <laughs> thank goodness yeah so if you enjoyed it um, I mean you know or or were affected by it as is the intent of art <laughs> um, then you might you might want to share it with your friends um <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I quite I quite like the idea that we might have towed the line that Midsummer does as yeah. in like you're laughing but also like ah yeah, it's a little bit uncomfortable yeah what yeah. are they doing <laughs> so um, if you would tell your friends we'd be uh, more than thankful um, we don't have a marketing budget we don't have um, anyone like sharing the podcast other than people who listen to it yeah if you have already told your friends or you've shared it on social media or you've just got in touch and engaged with us on social media, um, we really appreciate it. Uh, but if you'd like to help us out further than that, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast where you can get little bonuses um, for basically giving us a little bit of monetary um, support over the, over the course of a month. Mm. Uh, it, $1 a month is all it takes to uh, to get on the patrons list I'm about to read out, as well as to vote on the genre to cause ties just like this one <laughs> and, and force us to make up a brand new genre. And you know what? I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too, absolutely. Um, so, uh, with great thanks to these people, Ross Originals, Brandon Spanky Mills, does nobody find it odd that a dragon targeted whales? Jeremy L. Kayam, Stephen D. Thomas, Fingers to hand, Mr. Beakfast, a group of crew called Husk Dawn, have captured the channel. James Delaney, new scramble, more like old mortgage rates. In today's news, vigilantes have stolen breakfast. Brent Black, I yearn for a simpler time, Mavis. Remember BP Beans? Look, I'm sorry that I prefer to eat out, but it makes me feel like I exist. Holly me. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. The serial dragon of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along. What? <laughs> Joseph ah! Hennessy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? 
Joseph Hegarty, Prime Minister, was it all worth it? Was it all worth it? Newcastle, <laughs> more like more hassle, Pete. Alex NSFW, uh, okay, everybody, be nice. Carl gets here soon, he's, and he's changed somewhat. <laughs> Nikki, Glenn, if I can't trust you with an airport, you can just run the RAF. Prime Minister, the Queen's here, she's really anger. And Prime Minister, we agreed not to talk coronavirus. This universe has enough on. God, so... Tom McGrath's the serial dragon of Wales. Yeah, it turns out Tom McGrath, director of Boss Baby, oh, is the Lord. serial dragon of Wales. Blooming heck. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? And, and Werbisk Turner as well yeah. was, in, was in that conspiracy yeah. at one point. I yes, remember. At one point, yeah. That yeah. Was... Jesus. It's um, it's a, it's all popping off in the in the Lives of Pitch Patreon names. Gosh, remember uh, BP Beans. Uh, so remember, if you, remember, remember them. BP Beans. So uh, if you want to get involved in that, then uh, feel free to pop over to Patreon. Mm. Right now, I'm going to do a little plug. Yes. For for the Noid Culture podcast. Oh, good idea. That I'm in because I, I I've only talked about I must have talked about it a few times. Yeah, you talked about it on deleted scenes once, but yeah. put it in the main yeah, main bit. Put, put it in the main bit because I'm um. Uh, me, Nikki Hindmarch, and uh, Speedy Dotson. Speedy Dotson created it um, and does all the editing, all the all the hard work. It's called Noid Culture Podcast. It's on SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, if you go to SoundCloud.com and just search Noid Culture, uh, that is N O I D C U L T U R E. Um, yeah, it's a an improvised show, a oh, pop yeah. culture media podcast. Um, you know, like one one that every everyone's got nowadays, where they talk about stuff like Marvel and, yeah, and upcoming it's, Star Wars it's movies. It's all the news from a parallel world where nothing makes sense. Yeah, where nothing makes sense, and it's all. I think I think it's best off the listener finds out themselves. Yes. Um, by just saying it is all your pop culture news from a world unlike our own. Yeah. But a little bit like our own where nothing makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, and it's it's all improvised. We all play different characters which have a, like an ongoing narrative through it. It's it's all it's all improvised performances. Uh we go in with a few different suggestions as to what the things are. There's interviews with other improvisers from around Sheffield and across the UK. Uh but yeah, it's uh, it's a very fun time and I I recommend you going over to soundcloud.com and uh searching for Noid Culture. Noid Culture. Noid culture there indeed we but uh we usually end the show with a yes very clever award yes we do and uh this is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title base around an existing title and uh, just had a little bit of fun with it uh put it into the genre so this week's yes very clever award goes to movies and martins we've got two here we've got uh, alien versus teenager <laughs> yeah and ready player one two the hungry gamer <laughs> The Hungry Gamer. I just love how... <laughs> it's like, now you see me too. <laughs> yeah. Rather than now you don't. Yeah, it's like, we've not the gone for Ready Player 2. We've got <laughs> Ready Player 1, 2. <laughs> yeah. Which is a uh, pretty, pretty fun time. So, yeah. uh, until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. Or in this case... Like, yeah, remember who pitched it, but... But understand that they were influenced by an infernal force. Yes. Let's go with that. (laughs) 